Greetings, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love podcast. For this episode, Scott and I will be talking about highlights from our recent Orlando trip. As always, we will conclude with our popular Stuff We Love segment. Let's meet the hosts. I'm Joe. And I'm Scott. And you're listening to the Stuff We Love podcast. Joe and I went to Orlando earlier this month for our annual Halloween vacation. We wanted to give some highlights of the trip. And Joe, before we begin, as you know, I made a master list when we got home of everything that we did on the trip, just to see how many attractions, restaurants, things we saw. It was a massive list, and it came in at 57 items. So in one weekend, we did 57 things in Orlando. Yeah. I mean, this was two and a half days or so, and we just, it was nonstop. It was nonstop, but a ton of fun. And this is a something that we've been doing for the past two years. I think it's turning into an annual Halloween vacation. And we oh, yeah. go down to the theme parks for a celebration of this time of year. So, uh, Joe, why don't we begin giving these highlights from the trip? We'll begin by talking about the hotel we stayed at at Universal Studios Orlando, Lowe's Portofino Bay. Tell us your thoughts, Joe. Sure. So uh, this year we stayed at Lowe's Portofino Bay, which is a, a Universal uh, affiliated resort in Orlando, and we, you know, not staying at a Disney resort this time. We went to Universal. This hotel was, in my opinion, I, I think it's probably one of the nicest hotels in Orlando, between all of the parks. Um, it's themed for Italy. It's actually modeled after the actual Portofino Bay in Italy. Um, the grounds were beautiful. There were multiple pools, multiple restaurants. Uh, the, the, in my opinion, one of the best parts about it was there was an outdoor harbor with a bay that they had there with uh, restaurants were around the bay, almost like an outdoor piazza in Italy at night uh, where you would sit around, have coffee and everything, and they had tables and chairs for that. And then that's where they had the boat dock where uh, you got on the shuttle boat that takes you right to uh, Universal City Walk and the uh, parks. Um, I, like I said, I just think it was one of the, I think it's one of the nicer hotels in Orlando, not even just the nicest Universal Hotel. Um, the, the rooms were great. I mean, when we got into our room, it was, you know, great size, a lot of room to, to spread out in there. Uh, it never felt cramped. The bathroom was huge. Um, it was just, uh, in my opinion, it was a great hotel. What do you think, Scott? I agree with you a hundred percent. I really loved it. I'm going to try to post on our YouTube channel, the video of us coming back into the Portofino Bay Harbor from being at Universal, because the boat makes a turn and you really get a good view of that harborside area. So look for that on our YouTube channel. The uh, There was nothing bad to say about the hotel. The grounds were clean. Uh, the hotel had a very good feel to it. The theming was tremendous. I think Universal probably considers that their flagship property more than yeah. even so Hard Rock. And Hard Rock is a great hotel. But Portofino, I think, is considered the top hotel on the property. Uh, and I just one thing I'll never forget from this trip was what we saw the first day there. We get down to Portofino Bay and we decide that we're going to go get breakfast at Voodoo Donuts at City Walk. So we go to the boat that they have at the hotel to take us to City Walk and we're sitting there. The boat's full. The captain of the boat is just standing there and we're thinking to ourselves, well, why aren't we leaving? And then out of nowhere, security boards the boat and demands that two people get off. I've never seen that before in my dozens of theme park trips and uh, we don't know why the couple was called off. Maybe she didn't want to give her bag through uh, security, which you have to do before you board the boat. Maybe they were suspected of shoplifting. But that was the way our trip began. It was amazing. It was a great start to the trip, honestly. It was uh, very interesting to see how they did that. And it really was very unobtrusive. They just walked onto the boat, asked her to leave, and right. escorted her off the boat. 
Um, and then it was done. We were on our way. Um, one of the one of the best parts about this hotel is that since it's what, what they call, consider one of their luxury hotels, along with Hard Rock um, and a couple of other ones, is that when you check into this hotel, they give you a room key. And your room key also doubles as an express pass for the uh, Universal Park, which is similar to a Disney Fast Pass, except that you can use this express pass on any ride at any time uh, to allow you to cut the lines and go, you know, move up to the front of the line. So instead of waiting for one of these rides for an hour and a half or two hours, you're waiting for 10 minutes, if that. Yes. Um, and that is, you can obviously buy that separately, but it comes as part of the uh, package and it's good for anybody who's staying in the room. So, you know, if you value that at say $120 uh, per person for that pass, you're already saving a decent amount of money and that is also good for as long as you're staying at the hotel so it's not just a one day uh one day express pass it's i think that's the best benefit of staying at a hotel like that joe you're absolutely right so if you're considering going to universal and staying there and let's say the hotel you have in mind is cabana bay aventura sapphire falls any one of the hotels that does not come with an express pass but you're considering purchasing an express pass at the parks what you should really do is compare your hotel price to what you would pay at Hard Rock, Portofino, Royal Pacific, and I think those are the only ones that give you the express pass there, and determine if it makes sense to just stay in a little bit of a nicer hotel to get that express pass. It may make fiscal sense. And especially if you're going at a popular time in the summer um, right. or during a holiday period, it, you have to have that express pass. It is worth the money. So maybe it takes the cost of the hotel room down a little bit. Um, right. Also... We didn't book it this way because we really didn't have breakfast at the hotel very often. But Lowe's Portofino Hotel is a member of the American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts program. So if you have a American Express Platinum card, uh, you would get some benefits through that if you booked it, which I think includes two free breakfasts per day mm. um, and some other benefits as well. Uh, so just another thing to keep in mind for the future. We should do an episode on credit cards. <laughs> I think that would be a good topic. Uh, um, Definitely. So uh, I'll take us over now to the first event we went to, which was on the Friday night of our trip over at Walt Disney World. That was Mickey's Not-So-Scary uh, Halloween Party. I'll just give some highlights because we've talked about this event before on the podcast. One of the benefits to going there is that you have shorter wait times for the rides. Some people this year complained, oh, the wait times were very long and they didn't see a benefit to being at the party. I, I did actually see a little bit of a benefit. We still waited online, but... I think that the amount of time we waited for some rides was better than it would have been had we been there earlier in the day. And I, I guess the best example of this is Peter Pan's flight, which was our last ride of the night. We probably waited about 25 minutes. But if you were to get on that ride 11 o'clock in the morning, you're waiting at least 45 minutes, if not an hour. So there are benefits, but it's, it's not like the rides are walk-ons. Maybe It's a Small World is a walk-on, but for the most part, others are not. Uh, we actually uh, don't have much of an interest in the Halloween activities there. We're not really into parades, so we're not going to stop and watch the Booty Ute Parade. We have no interest in Hocus Pocus, so we're not going to watch the stage show over by Cinderella's Castle. They have uh, Halloween fireworks, which are cool. But for us, it's really that we're not there all that often. So when we're in the Magic Kingdom, we're going to try to take advantage of the park and go on the attractions. It doesn't matter whether it's a Halloween event or the Christmas event or whatever. We just want to get on the rides. Uh, one thing we do like about Halloween Horror Nights are the food choices available. Joe, you and I had the Maleficent ice cream 
Yes, cone. Yes, special ice cream dessert they had for the night. It was great. I really liked it. It was a lime-flavored ice cream, which sounds bad, which but was actually very refreshing. And we put that picture of it on the on the uh, Instagram, I believe. Yes, so, so go to our Instagram, and you'll see a picture of it. Uh, it was, I was very happy with that purchase. I wasn't going to eat every dessert available. We had to choose one, uh, and I'm very happy that that's what we got. Then I'll also comment that one of the cool things about going to the Mickey's Not So Scary is that you get to see Disney-themed costumes worn by the attendees. Some of these people are very creative and are willing to spend the time investing in costumes that <laughs> I'm just not willing to put the time into. I'm not really a costume person, but I like seeing them in the costumes. And then I'll comment also uh, as a follow-up to my trip report from the summer that I really do love Splash Mountain now. Those of you who have listened to the show know that I was a chicken and avoided going on Splash Mountain for many years, but I went on it on this trip for the second time, and I really do love it. Uh, Joe, anything you want to add to the Mickey's Not So Scary? So I'll just say that I also like Splash Mountain a lot. Um, I never, had never been on it before, and we actually were able to get on it this time, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, you know, There were some rides that we went on that I didn't really love, like Thunder Mountain, which people say is their favorite ride in the park many, many times. I, I didn't love Thunder Mountain. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the not-so-scary party for the main reason that it's Halloween-themed. Even right. though we don't watch the parade, we don't look at the show, really, because you're right, we don't have any interest in Hocus Pocus or parades. You know, the decorations are up for Halloween. It's uh, There's orange and black lights throughout the, the park, and it's just a different environment when it's dark. I will say, Scott, that thinking back to our trip from last year when we went to um, this not-so-scary party, the lines this year were a lot longer. Agreed. I, I thought last year there were uh, they were much shorter and much easier to get onto any ride we wanted to, except maybe the uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which right. still had a 40-minute wait no matter what you did. Right, right. Um, which, of course, is still better than two hours during the day. But the, other than that, I thought it was... I thought it was great. I just thought it was a little bit more crowded, but it is fun to see the you know the attendees in their costumes, kids and adults. Right. Um, it's a it's a good time, and one other great benefit of this is that you get into the park at four o'clock. The party doesn't start till seven, but you do get some extra time, and you can also book fast passes during those three hours from four to seven. Right. So if there's less people there, that as well, it's just it's some extra time in the park. You're absolutely right. It it does give you a little more value for your ticket. We went to lunch over at Homecoming at Disney Springs and then went over to the Magic Kingdom, and everything really worked out perfectly. I also do agree with what you just said. Even if we're not going to watch the parade or do the Hocus Pocus show, we're still in the Magic Kingdom for a Halloween-themed event. And as people who love Halloween, that's very cool. The Halloween music, the Halloween lighting, it's a lot of fun. Correct. So, uh, Joe, you want to take us through what we did on the Saturday daytime of our trip, which was a visit to Universal Orlando? Sure. So like uh, like you said, Scott, I'm not going to go too much into Universal Orlando. We did talk about it you know, extensively on our uh, last year's trip report. But the next day after the Halloween party, we did uh, go to Universal Orlando. Uh, we started with just Universal Studios Orlando, the theme park there. When you stay at the... Um, Universal theme, Universal um, official Universal hotels. You do get early access to the park uh, an hour before it opens to go to Harry Potter, um, the Harry Potter area of the park. So we of course took advantage of that. We walked up, uh, we ate breakfast in the Harry Potter area, and there was a couple new rides that we went on this year. Uh, one of them was the new Fast and Furious ride, which is a motion ride, uh, very similar to the King Kong ride, which I actually love. 
I liked Fast and Furious. I thought it was good. Not as good as King Kong. It was, uh, if you love the Fast and Furious movie, you will love this uh, ride. I mean, it's the best thing I could say. Before you go on to the next uh, highlight from that day, I'm going to comment that the more I think about it, I am going to give Fast and the Furious ride a 6.5 out of 10. I think that's accurate. I think, although I think you were uh, giving it a higher score after we got off the ride. When I got off the ride, I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And I did have fun. I mean, if I go back there, I'm going to go on it again because I really, you know, I'd rather do that than not go on it. But it's really not that good when you think about what they did with King Kong, which to me is a great ride. And uh, some of the other stuff at Universal, to me, it's one of the, this is going to be controversial, but one of the least <laughs> impressive things Universal's done in a long time. I, I actually agree. I think the theming to get to the ride when you're going in the line is better than the ride. Because it, if you know anything about Fast and Furious, I, I think. Right. Um, but the ride itself is, it was boring. The effects were not good. It was, it's almost the same type of ride as King Kong, where you sit in a, what's essentially a bus and they drive you through these areas and make it seem like you're going in different areas. King Kong, just in my opinion, is 10 times better than this ride. 100%. That's all I can say. That's all That's I can right. say. That's right. I think, I think six and a half, even for me, is probably a six out of mm-hmm. 10. Right. Um, so we, you know, we continued to walk around the Universal Parks as always. We went to Harry Potter. It's amazing there. The things they're doing with Harry Potter, it's just the theming is the best theming out of anything, any theme park I think I could ever think of. Uh, in those two Harry Potter lands, you take the train from one park to the other if you have a two-park ticket. Absolutely. Um, and they're actually building a new Harry Potter roller coaster area in uh, – I think it's – is it in Islands of Adventure I think it's going to be? I don't know. I really don't know. But um, Is that where Hogsmeade is? Hogsmeade right? is in Islands of Adventure, yes. So that so they are – they're they've closed down one of the old rides and they are building a new roller coaster and a new area there mm-hmm. um, in islands of adventure. So when that opens, it'll be another reason to go and check out what they've done with that ride and how they've themed that as well. I agree, Joe, that Harry Potter out of all the things I've seen in theme parks in Orlando, it is without question the most detailed, impressive place I've been. And I don't understand these people who love Walt Disney world as we do. And we feel a connection to it who refuse to go to Universal Studios. There are people that they just, it's almost like a political position. They refuse to budge and they won't go to Universal. And I don't get it because if you're into Disney and you're into the theming that Disney does, which I totally get, Harry po- Universal does it, I think, even better than Disney does over at Harry Potter. And I think Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, when that opens at Disney, will be a lot of fun. It's going to be great, well-themed. But why, di- why deny yourself what's available over at Universal right now? I totally agree. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, and I'm sure most people going to Disney are, there's no reason not to go. It's almost it's just another theme park that you can enjoy and it, check out the details and the things in the windows. And it's just like you're stepping into the movie. I mean, right. and that's what Universal does best. Now, I, I don't understand the people who won't go to either park, you know, either. I, I just don't get it. it you're, you're missing out on these things. I mean, when Star Wars opens, I'm going to be very excited to go to Star Wars and Disney. But I still think Universal, in my opinion, is my favorite park. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go to Disney World. Sure. It just, I don't get it. If any of these people would be willing to come on the podcast and be screamed at by us, we would love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get to the lunch that day, I'll just comment that I went on the Mummy roller coaster as part of my quest to experience new rides. This was a little bit intense for me, but the more I think about it, the more I might be willing to do it again. <laughs> I didn't think it was that intense, honestly. There was, There's maybe... 
there's one very small drop that's probably the same size as the one in Pirates of the Caribbean, and then there's <laughs> and there's one normal roller coaster drop, but it is it is not that intense, and it's it's a dated ride. Brendan Fraser is in it, but it's a fun ride. I mean, it, the theming in that ride is great. Also, it's just like the movie. So I think I'm going to go on it again. I really do. <laughs> you should. And Joe, talk about our lunch at, at Toothsome. Uh, so we had lunch at the Toothsome Chocolate Factory, uh, which we've definitely mentioned a number of times on here before. Uh, which is a chocolate store restaurant. They have amazing desserts. Uh, we had lunch there. You know, we. I don't even remember what we ordered, but it was excellent. And uh, then we had desserts, which just came out of you know plates the size of the table almost. They were huge. I couldn't finish it. Yep. But it's a it's a great place to go if that's what you're looking for. I definitely recommend it. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun as always. Next up, we have what is the highlight of the trip, a highlight of the year, a highlight of our lives, <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. This event is at Universal Studios Orlando. I think. Our listeners will know what it is. Every year around Halloween time, they, at night, open up a series of haunted houses at the park, and they have what are called scare zones, sections of the park that you walk through where there are actors trying to scare you and acting out various scenes. We're not going to go through every haunted house. We're not going to take the time to do that, but we will give you some highlights here. I'll begin by commenting on what was the most popular house this year at Halloween Horror Nights, and that's the Stranger Things house. We used our Halloween Horror Nights Express Pass to get in there. Immediately upon opening up, the wait time was enormous. So if you didn't have the Express Pass, you'd be waiting at least an hour to get into the house. If you watch Stranger Things, the TV show, which we do, it was like you were in the TV show. The characters yeah. in the in the uh, haunted house looked like the actors on the show, sounded like them. The attention to detail. I mean, one thing about these haunted houses, we went into a couple of them more than once. And each time you go in, you notice something you never noticed before. And I would love if we could just take an hour and go through each house because that's how much is really needed to see everything in there. It's too bad you're on a little bit of a timer. But um, Stranger Things was great. Not necessarily my favorite of the night, but a memorable, memorable house. As was the house devoted to Poltergeist, the movie. We went on this twice, noticed things each time that we didn't notice the previous time. Uh, I loved it. It was like you were in the movie. It was intense, but also fun. A very memorable experience at Halloween Horror Nights. And then finally, I'll say, with the, in terms of the haunted houses, two other ones that get a very good review are Slaughterhouse Cinema, which is like you went to a uh, movie. Like, was it a drive-in theater, Joe? Was out there where it was like a drive-in theater from the fifties. Yes, um, with horror movies that different horror movies. So each room you went into was a different themed horror movie. Right uh, from the from that time, it was uh, that was my favorite house. Yeah, I loved that. I really wish I had done it more than once. I also liked the Halloween Four House. I had watched the movie prior to our trip, so having seen it recently, I was able to recognize the scenes in the house. And finally, in the Blumhouse house, I had forgotten about this, but they based it on the first Purge, I believe, and Happy Death Day. Right. And one right. of the things about Happy Death Day, if you're familiar with the, the great movie, uh, it involves a girl who gets murdered, and each day she wakes up and it's the same day over and over. She keeps reliving the day of her death, the day of her murder. And as you went through the house, you saw the same things over and over again. You see her, the, the monster or the killer come out, and then you are waking up again in the room and it's just a repetitive day like the movie even down to the details of what's in the 
room that you wake up in. So I really, really loved it. Uh, Joe, do you want to talk about the scare zones? Sure. So the scare zones are some of my favorite, are usually some of my favorite parts uh, to the Halloween Horror Night. Uh, these are just zones in the park. So as you move from one house to the other, you're passing through these zones, which are themed just like one of the houses. The details are amazing. Uh, there was a number of scare zones that they had this year. One of them was themed on a 1980s um, New Year's Eve night where vampires were coming out to uh, kill everybody. Um, one of them was themed on killer clowns from outer space. And then there was another scare zone, which... I can't remember the theme right now, but you, Scott, like a, what was the? It was like a general Halloween theme. I, I really forget what it was, but there were, it was a haunted house and pumpkins and everything. Yeah, it was like an outdoor fall scene where you're, right. you're trick or treating through Halloween. There was. It was it a actually, harvest? Something like a harvest? Full harvest? It, yeah, it was. It was. It was harvest. There was like some amazing buildings that they had there. The, you know, they had like a farmhouse that was glowing at, out of there and things like that. Huge hundreds of pumpkins in the in the uh, trees above. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like the scare zones. The one, the vampire one was great. The one yes. from 1985 where they had, you know, it was like an 80s party that they had music playing, dancing, and then everybody turned into a vampire and killed people. It was fun. I was really looking forward to the Killer Clowns from Outer Space scare zone. That's one of my favorite cheesy horror movies from when I was growing up. I loved it as a kid. Yes. Um, I was very disappointed in that scare zone. It was a letdown for me. Agreed. It was. It was maybe, you know. 20 feet long there was there was nothing to it there was maybe two or three characters walking around and that was it there was no theming really nothing from the movie that i could see unless unless we missed it which i don't see if that's possible I don't it was think we uh, missed it. It yeah was I, it was it was a very big disappointment other than that i really like the scare zones last year they had one based on the purge yes this year was the uh the big one was the um new year's eve 1985 reference yeah it was a lot of fun really Really great night. I I do look forward to this every year. It's a wonderful tradition. If you're into haunted houses and going around Halloween time to have people scare you, you got to do this. Got to yeah. do it. You were part of the show. You are part of the show. That's right. Oh, me, you're talking about me personally? Yes, you personally. Oh, when they interviewed me at the, at the 1985? Correct. Yeah, at the 1985 uh, New Year's Eve scare zone they had a 1980s style reporter with a 1980s style cameraman going around (laughs) interviewing people and she came up and she interviewed me and the cameraman was then attacked by a vampire so (laughs) only at halloween horror nights it's a lot of fun now we turn to the last full day of our trip uh a day in which we went back to disney world to epcot and joe i'm going to turn it over to you because this was your first time there in many years and i just wanted your quick thoughts on your day at epcot yeah, I haven't actually been to Epcot in I think over 25 years, um, which was the last time I've I was down there, you know, on a family trip, and I really liked it. I I can see why some people do not like it. Uh, it's a lot different than the other parks. It's more for adults. I think there are some kid rides like Finding Nemo uh, and things like that, but most of the rides are either educational or just a little more low key than what a kid would like. I, you know. I liked going through all the countries. I thought that was very cool. Right. Uh, it was during the Food and Wine Festival, so they had different stalls out where you can go sample some food from each of the countries. Uh, that was, you know, really cool. But again, it's more of an adult vibe during that time, and I think for most of the year probably. Um, but I liked Epcot. I don't know if I need to go back. Uh, you know, but it was good. I um, I agree to a certain degree to a certain degree, and I disagree to a certain degree. 
Um, I disagree because I do like going there. It's a lot of fun. I, I think that there are a number of rides that are not educational, like Soarin' and Test Track, that are fun. Um, well, it, I wasn't calling them educational. I just mean that it was – they're not – super roller coaster they're not you know they're not even that much of a theme it's right it's not like the seven doors mine train where you're going through basically the fairy tale it's just a ride Agreed. that is a futuristic ride because that's the whole idea there but it was okay uh i the more I, I used to say that epcot was my favorite park at disney world i no longer say that right now it's the magic kingdom and i think that when hollywood studios gets the star wars renovation after having the Toy Story Land renovation open up, I think that will be my number two. Epcot is going to be renovated. We're not sure what all of the plans will be. We'll find out soon. But it is in need of, a, of an overhaul. It does come across as a little bit dated, even though we have a lot of fun when we're there. It's just a little bit dated, and we could probably spend another episode talking about the ways we would improve it. But um, it was a good day. It was a nice conclusion to the weekend. After the excitement of the Halloween Horror Nights the night before, it was fun to sort of come in at our own leisure, walk around the park, go to the countries, no major rush for anything. It was a nice way, I think, to conclude our trip. Um, I, I actually agree with you. I think because it, it wasn't such a uh, high-energy park, I liked right. it as being at the end of the trip. It was yes, good. I, I completely, completely agree. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a trip that we have taken before and will continue to take. And so we're not going to get into everything we did on the trip because it would just take up too much time. Plus, it's the night before Halloween and I have to make sure no one is throwing toilet paper <laughs> on my trees. But um, that, I think, gives a good overview of what we did on our trip. I really had a wonderful time. It was an amazing highlight. And I can't wait to go again next year. I agree. I had a great time. I mean, I liked it so much. I'm already checking the Twitter for Halloween Horror Nights again to see if they're ever going to announce next year's yet. <laughs> yes. Even though I know it doesn't happen until August. So. I also have been rewatching videos that people have posted from this year's Haunted Houses. So it's a lot of fun. And now we're going to turn to our Stuff We Love segment where Joe and I will tell you a couple of things, whether they be products, TV shows, songs, whatever it is that we're enjoying at the moment. I guess I'll start off the segment here by mentioning two things. The first is YouTube TV. For those of you that watched the World Series, you saw YouTube TV advertising all over the broadcast. And uh, a while back, I actually subscribed to YouTube TV. I did not cut the cord on my cable TV for certain sports broadcasts I wanted to keep that were not available to me on a streaming platform. But I reduced the number of cable boxes in my house to save some money, and I wanted a streaming uh, TV service that I could access when I was at work or on the go. And YouTube TV, for me, is the best one out there. It has the most channels that I watch on a regular basis. There's no streaming service out there that is perfect and gives me everything I want. We're probably headed in that direction as more people cut the cord. But for now, YouTube TV I find to be efficient. I rarely have any problems with it. If you're familiar with just using YouTube in general, as most of us are, it's an easy transition to using YouTube TV. They have everything on there from all the major news stations to most of the major sports stations, uh, family programming, movie channels, Turner Classic Movies, and all that good stuff. So YouTube TV is the first thing that I would recommend on my Stuff We Love segment. And I'll also give a shout-out to another podcast that I really enjoyed. I just finished listening to all of the episodes. It's called Halloween Unmasked. It's available on the Ringer Network, which is run by Bill Simmons. This is a podcast devoted to the making and history of the original Halloween, the John Carpenter movie. 
uh, if you're a fan of that movie as I am, I learned a lot about how that movie was made and what they did on the podcast, which I really enjoyed, was just broaden the discussion to horror movies in general, why we like them, why we keep viewing them, how Michael Myers compared to Freddy Krueger and Jason, uh, and a lot of other things. It's not a surprise that the two sponsors on that podcast were Shudder, the horror streaming service, which I've come to really enjoy, and Universal Halloween Horror Nights. So those were the sponsors on that. I really think all of our listeners would enjoy that. So YouTube TV and the Halloween Unmasked podcast. Joe? Thank you, Scott. That's great. I actually just to comment on YouTube TV. They also have an app, which I use uh, on my phone. And so you can watch the same channels you'd watch news, everything on the app. Right. Uh, which is also a good part of that, just in case you don't have a TV handy or you're in an airport or something and you want to watch some TV. Uh, you just log in right through the app. It's great. Absolutely. Um, so for my stuff we love, I just want to mention one thing that I've been relatively obsessed with lately is a show on Netflix called Haunting of Hill House. This um, is a brand new show. It's the first season that they did this, and it's based on the novel uh, Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, very loosely based. It's They change a lot of things from this novel. It's about a family uh, named the Crane family, and they buy a old uh, mansion with the intent of renovating it and flipping it. Uh, and then as they're there, all these things go wrong for them, um, it's, a, it's, there's a lot of scares. It's a very creepy show, not really a scary movie type show, but creepy. Um, it's sad. It's, there's funny lines in there. It, I just think it was one of the best shows Netflix has ever done. Wow. The attention to detail, there's only 10 episodes, but when you're watching the first episode and then you watch the last episode, you think back to something in the first episode and you're like, wow, they did set that up for me, uh, you know, and to go back. If you go online to some communities like Reddit or um, some of these blogs that are online about this show, people are picking out small, you know, very little details, all these things. There's ghosts in this show. It is, it's just really a great show. It's, it's, I really enjoyed it. I don't usually binge watch any shows. I have, I watch them over time. Uh, this show, I tried to watch like at least two or three episodes every time I watched it because it's that good. Um, and let's say the person I was watching it with uh, was terrified from the show and uh she was barely watching because she couldn't see she was hiding behind everything but then you know she yelled at me when i tried to turn it off that's how good it was and uh (laughs) i highly recommend that one other thing i want to mention very quickly i'll save this for another stuff we love segment but i just want to mention that i did get red dead redemption 2 i've only played it a little bit and by a little bit for me that's you know five hours or so but from what i can tell right now this is probably the best video game that I've played, I don't even know how long, in wow. years. It's its that good. I've been waiting. I've had this game pre-ordered for over two years, so I've been waiting for it for a long time. It finally showed up um, last week, and I highly recommend it so far to everybody. I've been, I, I every time when I'm at work or when I'm doing something else, all I'm thinking about is I want to get home and play Red Dead Redemption 2. That's how good it is. So, I, so far I recommend it, but I'll probably bring that back in another segment. Well, Joe, before we sign off on this episode, I'm going to offer a comment on each of your Stuff We Love recommendations. I will be starting Haunting of Hill House tonight once I upload this episode. I will be watching episode one. Many people are telling me I should be watching the show. My friend Diane watched all the episodes and said it was great, and she actually demanded that I start watching so we have something to talk about at work. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be doing that. And then with regard to Red Dead Redemption 2, um, I saw just before we recorded tonight on Barstool Sports 
that the numbers came in from Red Dead Redemption 2's opening weekend, yeah. and it made over $700 million in sales, which, according to this article, made it the biggest, at least domestic, maybe international too, opening weekend for any form of entertainment ever. Now, that's a major news story. I, I guess it's not getting more attention because it's video games and people still exactly. think that's like a niche cu- culture. But um, that is a major, major thing. And uh, I can't wait to hear more of your thoughts about the game. Have you downloaded the Companion app? I did download the Companion app. After uh, a little bit of trouble to get it linked up to my account, it does work. Okay. Uh, it's very cool because on the map, there is um, the manuals for the game, but there's also manuals for each item in the game. So like, if you go into a store and you want to buy something, you can go onto the app and read the advertisement for that item. <laughs> uh, there's also a map on the app. So instead of stopping the game, going into the map, seeing where you're at in the game, and then going back to the game, you can just glance down at your phone and it tracks you as, wow. you know, as you are playing the game. So it tells you with the map and where you are. So like I said, I'm only in there for a couple hours. I really haven't gotten that far. Um, it's a very slow game, so you have to be ready for that. But the, it's just, it's it looks great. Every item in there is so well uh, rendered it, and the animations are amazing. So far, I'm loving it. Last question about the game. What did you buy it for? What platform? I bought it for PlayStation 4. Uh, no reason other than that I have a base PlayStation 4. I don't have any of the new ones. And okay. when I was reading about the game before, uh, it came, before I even pre-ordered it two years ago, it was thought that it would run better on the PlayStation 4 if you have the base system. Okay. I did, I did read elsewhere that if you have either the PlayStation 4 Pro, the PS4 Pro, or the Xbox One X, that you should get it for the Xbox One X because right. it uh, runs better on the Xbox One X. But since I don't have either of those, right. I got it for the place the PS4. Is there a multiplayer feature on the game? It hasn't been released yet, but it will be coming. Okay. Well, we'll definitely so talk more about yeah. this in the future. But that's great. That very exciting uh, report from you. Now I don't play multiplayer games, so I, I'm I'm very bad at them. I like playing the single-player game, so I'm happy with this. If it sure. comes out with a multiplayer, I'll try it, but that would just be a bonus for this game. Right, right. Well, that concludes this podcast episode. I'll tell you where you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, on Instagram, Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page where we're posting content. Please visit and like our page. We have a website, StuffWeLovePodcast.com. You can view our products page, learn about the hosts. And if you click one of our Amazon links that take you to Amazon.com, no matter what you buy on Amazon, even if it's not something we link to directly, we uh, receive a benefit from Amazon for that. We're very proud to be an Amazon affiliate, and we're also proud to be an affiliate of Movement Watches. We have ads on our products page for them as well, so please visit that site. Uh, We're going to be having new content on the blog on our website, and we are able to be reached, stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com, and we're available on most podcast platforms. Please subscribe to us if you haven't done so already, and leave us those good five-star reviews on iTunes. It makes it easier for other people to find our show. So thanks again for listening. Uh, We are almost at Halloween time a couple hours from now, so happy Halloween. I'm Scott. I'm Joe, and you've been listening to the Stuff We Love podcast.